Hello and welcome to the Staying In podcast, episode four. We are joined today by Gus Johnson, uh, the creator of the YouTube channel, Gus Johnson. I guess the first question is, have you always used your name for your YouTube channel? And is Did you do that originally? Oh, that's a good question. I did not originally. Um, I remember setting up my YouTube channel. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even realize this, but my channel was created in 2011, and I created it on September 11th. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no. No correlation to any of my content at all. Um, but I remember sitting in my grandpa's basement with my mom when I was like in middle school and just like going through the Gus related name options. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted it to be like Gus tunes as in T U N E S. Cause I wanted to mm-hmm. do like music and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, you know, all the dipshits had already taken like T U N E S and T O O N S. So I had to go Gus T O O N Z. Oh, well, I mean like back then you had to have an original name too, right? Yeah, you did. Um, so I was just Gus Tunes for a couple of years, and I think I switched over maybe like two years ago to just Gus Johnson, my name. Gotcha. I mean, you can do some good branding that way. People can recognize yeah. you. I feel like, because uh, what, what I noticed that was quite interesting, because I was looking through your video history from the very beginning, and I saw that your first video came out like six years ago or something like that, at least on this channel. Have you ever made videos before on like other channels and stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just shit, though. They're just kids playing around and figuring out the Internet. Just, <laughs> Dude, that uh, would give you a billion views nowadays, though. Yeah, honestly. Um, yeah, I just used to, like, uh, spend my summer days biking around town with my buddy Joe with an old tripod and a Sony flip cam. And we just go make terrible sketches around town and put them up in middle school and laugh our asses off. That's how I got started. Damn, living the dream. I remember, like, I was saying this on another thing, but when I was in, I think, elementary school even, that was back when they're doing like, you know, the cinnamon challenge and all sorts of dumb. It was like the very, at least for us, like right when YouTube was sort of a new thing and like Nigahiga and Smosh were really big. Fred was just coming, coming around. And like, I remember like the kind of videos we would make, like me and my friends would be, you know, we're on top of a wardrobe and we jump off of it and then we play it in reverse. So it looks like we're jumping on top of it and we're like doing yeah. all this like fake parkour type shit. And like back then, you know, that was cutting edge, but probably not anymore. No, dude, for sure. I remember uh, I remember shooting like one of the first videos I made. I was in middle school and it was uh, about all the teddy bears in my house coming alive and attacking me. Oh, my God. And I, I just remember how much of a fucking genius that I thought I was when I realized, wait, I could like put the teddy bear on my back and throw him off of me and reverse the clip. And it looks like he's jumping on my back, man. I'm Spielberg over here. Oh shit, dude. This just fucking reminded me one of the first like series of videos I made. Like I was super young with this. I had this giant Easter bunny stuffed animal and I completely forgot about it still now, but I used to take videos of me like doing these like karate moves on it on the trampoline and then put it in (laughs) slow motion on windows movie maker. And I was like, wow, it looks like I'm actually I'm actually like Bruce Lee or some shit. Cut yeah, up, man. Dude, I I miss that stuff though, where you know, like you still learn new things about video editing and stuff, but everything you learned used to be so exciting. Like, whoa, I figured out how to cut the frame and clone myself. Wow, this is so cool. Yeah, because I feel like back then it's pure. You know, it's just for entertainment, doing something new and novel. And now you're like, oh shit, I hope <laughs> I hope I get viewers, dude. <laughs> Mr. Beast yeah. taking them all away, man. Because <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, because um, I thought this was really interesting. So I was going to say, I was looking at your channel and like the history of the videos that you uploaded. And uh, some of them were like six years ago. And there was like, there a lot of them are really musical, like you were saying. And um, I thought they were really good. And I think it was something like, 
you made maybe 15 or 20 videos or something like that. And then you stopped. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of weird because there was like a three year hiatus. It was like this video was uploaded six years ago. And then all of a sudden the one after that was uploaded three years ago. Was there like a were you sort of making those for fun in like high school or the end of high school or something like that? And then you took a took a break for school or you just decided not to make them anymore? Or what was that? What was yeah, that? I mean, that was, that was basically it. I, I never was really actually trying to do YouTube um, when I was kind of in middle school and high school. I just was, I'd go through stretches where I had time, maybe I had summer break. I was between baseball or something and I just dink around and put some stuff up there. But mm. I, I never thought anything would pop off at all. And then I remember I, I hadn't uploaded in a long while. I went to college um, and I made this just stupid video on Snapchat. I, it was called, uh, uh, I, cause I threw it up on YouTube too. I called it Indiana Jones drum cover positive feedback. <laughs> I was only. just watching that dude. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was that masterpiece. That was my first, like in my own mind, my first internet video where I just put it up there. I didn't think anything of it. Um, and then I used to like, oh, man, I, one of my favorite subreddits of all time is YouTube haiku. Yeah. That's, that's where I started, stuff. man. That's where I started. Hell yeah. Like, so, I mean, I, somebody put it on YouTube haiku. It, it might've been me for all I remember when I was a freshman in college mm-hmm. and it was top link of the day. And I was like, Oh my God, I've been watching this for years. Like maybe, maybe I could make YouTube haiku stuff. So I just kind of hit the ground running. Uh, so that kind of ties into like, cause a lot of these first videos I was looking at, like even to this, to this day, they still have maybe like 10 or 15,000 views. Right. Which is sort of uh-huh. pales in comparison, obviously to a lot of the stuff you're making now. And so first of all, I, I, well, first of all, in the last few months, like, man, your content's been, you've been killing it. You're making some such, such relevant stuff. that has been doing really, really well. But, oh, thanks. um, I, I do know, like say, especially maybe before that, um, a lot of your content was like hit or miss in the way where like, I don't know if this is right, but I feel like, you know, either your videos did well on Reddit and you'd get 500 to 500,000 to a million views, or you would get maybe, you know, 50 or a hundred thousand. Um, and I imagine even before that it was more pronounced. Did you feel like when you were making content, you were trying to make something that was going to hit on Reddit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like probably at least definitely the first year of making YouTube stuff. Once I got to college, it was always within the lens of like, I need to make this so that it hopefully does well on YouTube haiku, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so that's like why my numbers are all over the place. And one thing too, that I'm actually going to touch on in a future video when I'm talking about like, uh, people stealing your videos and stuff across all of the internet. Right. Um, because my main goal was to, specifically try to get stuff that would pop off on YouTube haiku, Mm -hmm. I would constantly change up like just my full filming tactic where it'd be like, Oh, I'm going to use a DSLR camera for this one. Oh, well I I used that uh, two days ago. I'm going to do a cell phone video this time. Or like, I'm going to hop behind the camera. So like I'm not on camera. So people wouldn't see me on Reddit and be like, ah, fuck this Gus guy. I've seen him twice this week. I'm not, Mm. I'm not on this, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so because of that, I've had like a number of my earlier videos go not like full viral, you know, but kind of the mid range viral. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that wouldn't even recognize that I'm the one that made some of my older stuff. Yeah, I imagine that's probably the case. I mean, it's an interesting strategy that you're thinking like that. Because I know, like, at least for me, because I, I got my start on Reddit 100% as well. And right along the time that I was doing it, um, the Hydraulic Press channel was really popular. Yes. And to me, like, that's a, an extreme example of what you're saying, where it's like, that was on the front page, like, every day. Because you can just churn those out, right? So, you know, uh-huh. one day it would be crushing a Bible, and then it'd be crushing a, uh, a diamond, or then, you know, crushing Play-Doh. And everyone loved it. And then, you know, pretty quickly, the novelty wore off, and they never got to the front page, like, ever again. 
And, you know, I was like, oh, shit, you know, I hope the same thing doesn't happen to me. And it was kind of like, you know, every now and again, it would be like I have a good video that hits the front page. Of course, I made videos less frequently and then not. And then there's a hit and then there's not. And then, you know, after a period of time, I kind of thought like, oh, well, maybe Reddit's just kind of bored of this. And then it ended up being like, oh, you make a video that's relevant again. And, you know, they 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 love it. And I almost feel like for yourself, like I think people on Reddit just like your content you know, like when it's a good, relatable episode, the same thing with like pro ZD. Oh, dude. Yeah. You, you fully hit the nail on the head with that. I, it's been scaring me for years. Like I go week to week and I think like, ah, you know what? This is the week where Reddit's finally like, dude, I'm sick of this guy. Like mm-hmm. get him out of here. Um, and it does kind of come in stretches. Uh, you know, people are excited for you and then they get sick of you for a while. And then another one pops up and they're excited for a while and then you're gone again. Um, and it, it's it sucks because like Reddit can fully make your career, and you know I'm sure you're no stranger to that. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I, I probably say ninety percent of my audience has been uh, accumulated from Reddit stuff, but sometimes you know they'll just flip on a person and they'll mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, we're sick of this guy. So that's that's been a stressor for years for me. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was going to ask um, related to actually how you're sort of making the content and, and maybe that consistency when you're talking about, oh, you know, making something for Reddit or YouTube haiku or whatever it might be. Um, do you feel like when you're making the videos, you have like a different sort of character or different characters that you use? Because I know that you have a, a background in like theater and improv and, and, and that type of stuff. I'm wondering how, you know, if that ties in, if you have certain characters or voices or styles that you sort of use to make the videos. Um, yeah, uh, I think I used to try to do a lot more character based stuff, uh, a little early on. I kind of, my default thing, um, was I kind of used to be a little bit childish, like have a really blank look on my face and, and kind of have, uh, that sing song voice, you know, where I, hi, I'm, I'm Gus Johnson today. Mm -hmm. Like I used to do that, uh, a lot a few years ago. And then I started noticing more regularly, like a number of people that I don't think were joking that were just like, oh, like is Gus autistic? Like, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to like be pretend like I'm autistic or make fun of people. Like, I was just trying to be like a little kid voice, you know, making videos. So I kind of shifted away from that. And now at this point, I think it's just like, if it, if it suits a character, I'll do it in a video, but it, I'm typically just saying my own voice really expressively in kind of a low budgety format. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was like, I think a perfect example that I was watching one earlier that I think was one of your more popular ones originally was, uh, the how to get free food at subway yeah and you go in and you're just like you're just like hey um can i get a uh, packet of mustard please and they're and you just <laughs> go to like oh man i shouldn't have done it oh no they're probably calling the cops yeah. right now like that type of shit <laughs> and i thought that was like super funny and obviously it was a really popular video and i just thought it was interesting because like I, I you know obviously actors will do that you know they'll have certain characters that they're better at playing and then a lot of you know actors just kind of play themselves whoever it may be but uh like even for me like i sort of settled into a bit of a zone where you know when i'm making videos like there's almost like different voices that, i mean it's still you but it's like an exaggerated version of you that you kind of run the content through like you know i'm i'm making a video right now on like the fear of missing out and like when i'm trying to like take a perspective on something i'll be like okay well you know how would this like so one kind of common voice that i would use is you know like a a very dry you know sarcastic kind of like i you know like i just i'm just waiting to die type of voice 
And I'm like, okay, uh-huh. well, how, how, what would that approach be? And then, you know, the one that's like the Ishii into you just kind of is more of like a, you know, a, a bit more of a naive character that's just kind of like, you know, making his way through life, trying the best that he can. And then I think of like my friends, how would they go through other comedians? What kind of, how would Bill Burr tell a joke like this? How would Louis C.K. tell a joke like this? And I was like, I was wondering for you, like you're saying that this character, you know, is just you have a bit more sing-songy type of voice are there other characters like that that you would you'd still incorporate or like say even for coming up with the videos what is your process for say first of all thinking of something to do and then how you're going to deliver it oh yeah well first of all i commend your uh journalistic integrity these are some good questions i haven't thought about this stuff for a while oh yeah Um, i'm just kind of making up as i go along dude (laughs) i'm just i'm just genuinely (laughs) interested man oh yeah for sure um i think that i don't I, I haven't really looked at things through the lens of characters as much in the last couple of years, and I really mm-hmm. miss it. Every once in a while, I'll just think of a character. Like some of my favorites that I've made have been the Working Man character, uh, Pillow Guy, and the Mitchell Robbins stuff that I make. Mm-hmm. Those, those have been my favorites. I feel I actually less stressed when I think that I have a good character. It's stressful to come up with stuff, but once I have one and I'm like, oh, this is funny, then it's almost kind of like this protective layer that you're just like, I'm hiding behind a character. I could say stuff and like, even if stuff isn't funny, I'm a character. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think most of my stuff these days are based around things that frustrate me or things that like I can relate to. And then I try to spin a sketch into that. And with that stuff, are you thinking of these ideas mostly by yourself? Because you make quite a bit of content, I would say, you know, for for like at least definitely by my standards but i mean i feel like you come out with a lot of content and i was like do you do you come up with that yourself or do you brainstorm with other people are you sitting in front of a computer are you just having a beer and chatting with someone or like how do you come up with the the ideas yeah i think for the most part i do i give myself credit it's just sort of stuff that i do think up or that i notice um every once in a while too it I've kind of had to catch myself sometimes where once I started making videos full time, you know, maybe I'll go home and I'll be talking with my family or even with like my buddy, Eddie Burback Mm -hmm. uh, or another YouTuber. And an idea will come to light naturally in conversation where it's like, oh, shit, well, we're all talking about this together. But I kind of have an idea of how to do a sketch around this. And you got to be super careful with that because it's like I don't want to just take that from a private conversation and then just turn it into a video. And then people are like, well, what the fuck? Like we were all kind of joking about that. We didn't get any credit, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I do. I just, I just watch my friends do dumb things and then I make a video about it. (laughs) Call it calling them out, but then I pretend it's me. So it's okay. (laughs) See, that's a good idea. Um, But, but I feel like too, like you're, you're poking fun at uh, like, are your friends full-time YouTubers that you're kind of making fun of? Oh no, they're all just my, my friends, dude. I mean, to be honest, like when I went to VidCon last year is the first time I ever met anyone else who makes YouTube videos. Uh huh. That's pretty much me for the most part too. That was my first VidCon last year too. Um, yeah, but it's it feels weird too when it's like, oh, a bunch of YouTubes are talking and then I'm like, oh shit, I got a sketch idea. But also Eddie kind of came up with part of that. So like I, I'm just so extra sensitive to like both accusing people of stealing shit and like fearing for my shit getting stolen that mm. I really try my best to like circle back to them before I make anything and be like, hey, Eddie, like you said a really funny line. I had an idea off of that. I won't make it if you don't want me to. But how do you feel about me doing this? And 
pretty much every time uh, people are just cool about it, which is nice. Yeah, I would imagine that most people would be kind of flattered if you, you know, use an idea like people are always coming to me and be like, hey, I have this great video idea. What if you do this? <laughs> and yeah. then like I just I almost feel bad because I'm just like, I don't think that's a very good idea. So I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, could do it. You know, could you know, I could see what I could do there. And they're always <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But we like you do it's just like, give me a shout out. And then like, we're even, dude, we're even. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's so funny that you say that. To one of the ideas that I am, I've been kicking it around for a while. It just takes so much time to do um, is I have people all the time. Like I'll go back home and I'll visit like my small town in Wisconsin or I'll go back to my college town or whatever. And it's like people are so friendly and supportive and nice and stuff. But all the time people just like have the dumbest shit ideas. Oh and they're just God, like, hey, yeah. Gus, I got your next billion dollar idea over here. <laughs> like, I don't know, dog. That's pretty shitty. So. Um, I want to do a, a super cut video where it's called like making all the terrible video suggestions I've gotten for the last two years. And so I've just been jotting down some of like the dumbest things that people have actually pitched me. And then I'm just going to like make them all at once into some giant mega sketch and be like, I love you guys. Thank you for the support. These ideas fucking suck. Next. <laughs> I feel like I'm just imagining too, you're going to make that video and be like, okay, every single video suggestion I've ever got. And they're just all these trash suggestions. And then all those people are going to come after you and be like, whoa, dude, like, I thought you were going to give me credit, dude. You just, you took my idea. Yeah. You use it? <laughs> oh God. Uh, I, I hate that. It's always weird. Like, I got to be really careful too, because like you know, publicly in videos and on Twitter and stuff, I've had a couple occasions where I've come out and accused people of being like, Hey man, I really think that you took my idea or my approach to this joke before. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, ah, it's so tricky, you know, because I, I, I've had, I've done the thing too. I'm even recently, I put out a video two weeks ago where I was making fun of how, uh, the U S postal service just fucks up your packages, you know? Yep. Um, that was a good one. I saw it. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. And <laughs> that one, like that one did pretty well. It was, I think it was like top of our videos and, and everything too. But I, I started seeing a number of comments come in uh, throughout the few days after I posted it where people were like, well, what the fuck? This is a sketch. This is in Ace Ventura. This is a mm -hmm. gag in Ace Ventura. And I was like, God damn it. Because before I make a video, I'm so paranoid at this point. I, I go to YouTube <laughs> and I search like every possible eventuality of the title that I can think of, like U.S post office parody um mail wrecking packages and stuff and if i don't see any similar results then i go and i make the video um you know but it was like ace ventura opening scene and there was a gag that was kind of similar to what i was doing mm -hmm. i've never seen any of the ace ventura movies and yeah i don't know you just you run into that corner sometimes and it feels shitty when you're criticizing people other times of maybe taking your stuff, but then you yeah. do a thing like that. I yeah. know, it's weird. Well, I think it's also too like context dependent, like in a way for that one, it's like you look at it and you're like, well, it's the same premise, but none of the gags are the same in the way where it's like, it's, it's him fucking with a, you know, like a, um, a package and yours is like you know fucking with a package but it's like none of the the jokes in it are similar i think it's like like as an example like at least in something like stand-up comedy uh it it's, happens all the time that people make like they'll have a bit that's about the same general topic the the only time that people really are like mm, i don't know about that is when you actually steal like a joke from someone else because i think there's a lot of premises that are just like you know, facts of life and like that type of stuff. I don't think anyone would be looking at your video and being like, man, he stole this from Ace Ventura. That was like, 
everything in the video is like kind of differently executed. It's just the same premise, you know? And I think that's the uh-huh. reason why it was so upvoted. Like no one's looking at it and being like, mm, no, this is actually Ace Ventura. So we're, yeah. <laughs> someone has like an encyclopedia that's just like, you know, because I mean, people think of the same thing all the time. It's like the execution and the timing of it, that what makes it what it is. So I don't think that's really worth, don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> you know again too uh, i think anybody that does youtube they get into that habit sometimes of like you could just blindly scroll past 50 positive comments and be like oh that's nothing and then one guy's like hey i didn't like this or this is from ace ventura and you're like oh man what the Mm -hmm, hell man mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is just stupid but um yeah i don't know It, it wasn't a ton of people but it was enough to notice and i i always feel so stupid when i when i don't research fully like that but you know hey i didn't steal it knowingly oops yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's too big. Do you find that like those those occasional negative comments like like get you like I just want to say as a quick side note, like the thing that annoys me the most, I don't mind when I make a video and I'm happy with it and I release it and there's like, you know, X number of dislikes and, you know, some people are just like, hmm, I didn't really enjoy this one that much. Like to me, I'm like, OK, that's fine. I don't mind that. The ones that I hate are when someone says like, oh, you know, it's the type of shit where it's just like, well, you know what? I was enjoying the video until this one joke that you said that I am going to interpret oh. as a statement. It's <laughs> just like, that has offended me. Or like, this joke wasn't even funny and they like didn't even get the joke, you know, like that type of shit. And like, those ones annoy me where it's just like, someone who just kind of watched the video didn't understand it or took the wrong perspective or thinks you said something that you didn't and then decides that they're going to comment as well. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I, You know, Eddie and I gripe about this on our podcast the gus and eddie podcast plug um nice. we, <laughs> get him dude <laughs> check it out got him boom ching um we say that like yeah genuinely it doesn't bug me if people even if they're like fuck you gus this is so unfunny like it doesn't even register on my radar but if it's a comment that is even if it's something that's supportive but it's just so inaccurate mm-hmm. that will bug the shit out of us like mm-hmm. we talked about an example like a month ago where I had uh, I had a video that I think was like top on uh, our videos on Reddit. And like the third parent comment was was super supportive and kind and stuff where it was just like, hey, man, it's so great to see Gus like um, making it out of uh, kind of his past. I know that he was really big on Vine um, and then he's mm. really been popping off on YouTube. And then and I was like, I never fucking did Vine <laughs> at all. Like it's he was being so nice to me, but it's like I didn't fucking do Vine. And then someone else came in and was just like, oh, I didn't know that Gus was on Vine. I, I'd never heard that. And then the, the same parent guy came in and was just like, yeah, you know, actually his first video he uploaded was TV for sale and it really took off on YouTube. I was like, I've been doing YouTube for two years. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> it's just the inaccuracies bug me, which is just so stupid. But I don't know. Man, fucking YouTubers. We don't need them. Dude, we don't need people on YouTube to watch our <laughs> videos. We should just get no views. That's how it yeah, should be. <laughs> yeah, that it. would show. Let's just have other youtubers watch our stuff we're just gonna hold conventions where we get together at vidcon and show each other our videos and then never release them online i'm cool with that <laughs> uh, that sounds good okay so i was gonna ask you a question but i have uh, now forgotten it so give me give me a second here as i as i uh as i remember it um okay. oh yeah okay that's right so related to this i was gonna say um especially recently your videos have been like super popular i feel like not only do you have the sort of occasional oh it's popular on reddit versus it's not like pretty much all of your videos have been getting at least i think like 400 500,000 views and uh the like your your social blade is insane i don't know if you should take a look at that but like i feel like you've been doing better in the last few months by a long shot than you ever have right yeah it's been a really strong couple of months the thing that i'm most proud of first of all i'm so happy with all the number stuff like 
especially in the last four or five months, it's just been consistently like topping my own numbers. And I'm really mm-hmm. proud of that stuff too. Um, but one thing especially too, is because I've been making videos in the last five years, I don't think I've gone ever more than seven days without uploading a video to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I mean, naturally too, I had times where I was starting off, I was doing a daily video for two years and there were like sketches, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I just put out so much shit and I've, I've had, I've had stretches in the last five years where I'm like, I just don't feel good about this video or this batch, but I, I feel very personally happy with the content I put out in the last half year, especially. So, yeah, I think you've been like hitting it like really well, like super consistently. Like, I feel like you've been on the top of Reddit a ton and just like in general, most of your videos and like, yeah, you know, there's like a degree of almost like polish to this that there wasn't before. Um, and I was, I was going to ask, like, do you feel, uh, like with the type of stuff you're doing, cause I'm kind of imagining the sort of natural progression to it. And I know you're doing, you know, a few things with like comedy central and that type of stuff, but uh, do you ever co- sort of come up with ideas and sort of think, cause I feel like right now your execution, your ideas are great. And it's like, well, I could really do this other thing. That's a bit more ambitious. If I just have a, had a bit more, say like time and money and resources mm-hmm. rather than just being kind of like a guy in a camera making a skit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do think about that sometimes. I also recognize too, like, um, in a way it's, it's helped me a lot where, especially in the last year, so much of my style and like presentation has shifted more towards like look and feel and sound shitty on purpose, like home movie stuff Mm -hmm. where I feel as though like my, my content shines in the delivery, the little editing, the the cuts and stuff like that. But it's like, dude, half the stuff, probably 75% of what I made in the last four months has been in my small shitty apartment here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you know, like my overhead is, I may, I'd be lucky if I'm spending five bucks for a video. It's very intentionally like low budgety stuff. Um, but no, I, I'm really happy to be working with Comedy Central now. Um, I'm going to be doing more projects with them going forward this year. And I have the opportunity to do more like high budget stuff. Um, I don't know. I've just been looking at stuff through the lens of what can I just whip out around the place today? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you've been kind of branching out in the sense that like you've started the podcast. Um, you know, obviously your mm-hmm. content's doing really well. You've had the sort of opportunities with Comedy Central, which, by the way, I haven't seen yet because I know you're going to love me saying this, but I live in Canada. And uh, have not been sponsored by Nord, Nord VPN as of yet. So I have not seen it. Uh, but uh, so do you feel like what what direction do you really see yourself going? Are you sort of taking it as it comes? Like, are you hoping that the your podcast becomes a sort of thing that's like the H3HC podcast or like a Joe Rogan type thing? Or you get into acting or you get into more mainstream like TV or movie or like just a bigger budget type comedy stuff? Like what direction are you trying to move that in if you're trying intentionally at all? Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't know. I, I expect, well, I can go one by one for the podcast stuff. Eddie and I've been doing this, I think for maybe about six, seven months or so now. Mm -hmm. And we are so happy that we are still consistently growing. Like people keep coming in and we don't, we, we don't want to be like the H3 podcast, you know, and that's not a knock against them whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I enjoy the podcast. I'm going to be on it in a couple weeks actually. Um, Oh, wow. That's great. Um, but like we, th- they take kind of sometimes more of a traditional uh, approach to it too, with like more traditional guests and interviews and stuff too. And Eddie mm-hmm. and I joke about on the podcast and off it that we kind of like the idea that we'll have guests on and we'll do interviews and stuff, but there, no one is even assuming we have any like scrap of journalistic integrity. We're just there mm-hmm. to like fuck around, have fun, um, 
and like I'm kind of scared of you know a big chunk of responsibility with that kind of stuff. So I'm the podcast is fun. We're gonna do it as long as we can, and we're just gonna dink around and have no real plans for it. Mm. Um, for my channel stuff, I think that I think that there's a number of YouTubers that are perhaps sometimes too eager to jump ship from YouTube. Like they see it solely as a stepping stone to like, well, I'm going to make a TV show. I'm going to be in movies. Fuck YouTube. I made it. I mm-hmm. evolved. And it's like, dude, no, this is <laughs> YouTube and other online video stuff is going to be around for the foreseeable future. Like I am going to keep making whatever the hell I want on YouTube, dinking around as long as people keep watching it. And as long as I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to work on a, a comedy series in the next year or two. And I do have some pitch meetings lined up with some people. So fingers crossed, here's hoping, but I don't know. I'm kind of living a day at a time. Can you release any secret information about the, the pitch? Is there something that like ideas that you have that you want to try out that you can share? <laughs> well, I mean, it, if I had my dream come true, I had unlimited money, time, resources, network stuff. I would just love to do, without getting too specific, like, you know, 22 minute comedy series stuff on an online streaming platform that has a very homegrown, uh, accessible feel as something like a trailer park boys. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. If, if you've ever, if you ever watched that, yeah, I know you're Canada guy. You ever watch that? Nope. <laughs> no, I oh, dude, I gotta say so I'm so behind on like all sorts of TV. Like everyone all the time. is just like, Hey Jamie, like had, what do you think of the new episode of game of Thrones? And I'm like, haven't seen game of Thrones. Yeah. And they're like, Oh <laughs> man, this, this reminds me of that, that episode on friends. And it's like, I haven't seen friends. <laughs> just every, <I> every <laughs> single show. I'm specifically right there with you on both those shows, though. Too like, damn. See, that's why you can I make me, the boat. That's why you can make the original content. This is because you don't you you can't copy anything because you never see anything else. Well, that's the thing too. Is like sometimes I I you know I can count on probably one hand the times that I've made a video where people are like, oh, dude, that's from this show or whatever. But I have that shit sometimes too, where it's just like, dude, I haven't seen Friends. Like I have seen maybe two disney animated movies like i'm just i've missed huge cultural chunks so like have you seen wally i have seen wally that's the one that matters see i dig into the pixar stuff but if like you're talking like the classics like the aladdin the lion king like stuff like that like i just haven't seen i I recommend dumbo that's what i would say if you've seen that one Okay, I got to see it now because now it's topical again. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm not going to see that mm-hmm. one. Just watch the old one. Yeah. <laughs> Good move. <laughs> uh, so with, say, your um, podcast, just briefly, I was just kind of curious, it, and, you, and you wanted to have it more, you know, more of a homegrown type of casual feel. Is that like, um, uh, like how would you co- compare that to, like, say, the official podcast? Would you say, like, not quite that casual? Or at least I feel like the, the bit that I've seen is that you usually at least have a sort of topic or two that you're going on with, uh, with Eddie or the yeah. guests, right? Yeah. Um, I, cause I did the official podcast too, I think like three months ago. Um, and I, I like the approach to it. Um, I, we, we like to have the illusion of being super hands off, but every once in a while we'll think of things ahead of time where it's just like, Oh dude, I had a Postmates store. I wanted to tell you about this week mm-hmm. or like, Dude, I someone asked me this hilarious question, and it's just shit like, "Hey, how much Listerine do you think you could drink before you die?" You know? <laughs> so, man, we, you, sorry, do you know? Do you know Shoe Nice? I do. Oh, of course I you do. do. Yeah. Okay. Is he yeah. still making stuff? No. Did you hear what happened to him a while back? Oh no! What? Oh god. Well, he I mean he he had a sort of rise to fame at a certain point, you know, a few years ago, and then he he was eating things like you know caulking and like cactuses cacti and just like all this yeah. stupid shit and then he uh he had one episode where he he uh 
drank hot candle wax and it like burned his esophagus and like since then like he's recovered but he can't do any of those wild eating challenges anymore so now he's kind of dropped off and it's just not isn't what it used to be the fall of a titan it it really is like he's the kind of guy like h3h3 has mentioned him he's like one of those kind of niche well-respected like honestly if i saw him at like vidcon or something like that i'd be like man I'm buying this guy a beer, hundred. Well, he can't. I don't know if he could drink it. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm, I'm buying like this guy a nice, uh, tepid almond milk. Yeah, that's, a- <laughs> mm, that's a good mm. plan. God. So, say working with uh, Eddie for the podcast, and I guess with other stuff too. How do you um, feel? How do you like that type of thing? Do you foresee doing a lot of collaborations with other people and that type of thing in the future, or do you prefer being more independent in your content creation? Yeah, I love I love working with people, and I think especially people like uh, Eddie or my brother Sven Johnson, who also has his own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I love the ability to like bounce stuff off of each other, and it's so rewarding when you get somebody that's got that quick like give and take like that. Mm-hmm. And I, so the podcast is great because we can just dink around, and it's not just me like just saying whatever's off the top of my head on the podcast. It's like, Hey Eddie, let's fuck around. Let's talk about bears and stuff like that. You know? Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Talk about bears. Yeah, Yeah. I do. uh, I mean, I love collab stuff too. It's always, it's so weird as YouTubers going to collab with other people and seeing like just every little bit of their process that I'm sure that you don't even think about. And you're just like, Oh, they use that camera. Like, Oh, they might get this way. Like, Oh, they do their intros like that. It's, it's so interesting seeing everybody's process. I'm always open to it. And it's, it's mm. very interesting. Is there anything like that that you've, you've picked up or like any of those technical things that you're like, Oh shit, I wish I knew a bit more about this or, Oh, I, you know, this is a good little technique I'm going to add to my type of thing, especially with such yeah. a homegrown type videos. Well, the biggest thing too is like I, I almost feel intimidated sometimes when I go to people that seem like they really have their shit together more with their uh, like sound and camera setup stuff too. Mm. Um, b- because I, I acknowledge that it's it's funnier in a way that I'm doing a lot of things lower def, um, but I also come into times where I'm like, I really wish that I knew how to mic this scene well because I I would fuck it up if I tried it myself, you know? Mm, Yeah, exactly. Well, I feel like you look at guys like Casey Neistat or like um, Binging with Babbage too, who has like a background in film, and it's like you look how well done their videos are, like the level of polish, and you're just kind of like, for them, it's at this point like second nature to make content like that. But for everyone else, it's like, oh, you know, I can barely, barely handle my, you know, phone that has a broken lens on the back to, you know, half-ass some piece of footage. But at the same time, there's also content creators, you know, like, like say, grade A under A, like even me to some extent. And then like someone like You Suck at Cooking. And it's like You Suck at Cooking still films with an iPhone. And uh, grade A under A just use MS Paint. And it's like, it's really the content that I think is what carries it you know it's unfortunate when i feel you have a creative idea that you want to execute but you don't have the technical know-how but as long as that's not the ambition then i think you're set oh absolutely too and like you say too technological limitations should be the smallest problem if you're trying to go do youtube shit like Mm -hmm. i had a number of bigger videos pop off where i was using my old like samsung galaxy s3 that i'd hit the stop recording button and it would freeze the phone for 15 minutes so i'd have to shut it like just set it down and walk away (laughs) Mm -hmm. and there's like like i have some of my earlier more viral videos that have that were on that phone and i had to use the flash and it's the kind of situation where you can see all the dust particles floating by and there's a bunch of dead pixels and the sound is only in one left ear and it's just like it doesn't matter it was funny and that's why it worked exactly that's what 
That's what matters. I mean, like, I have to say, like, when I first started making videos and I lived at home, it's like sometimes I'd be, like, trying to record, like, a few sentences or a paragraph. And, like, you just keep, I keep fucking it up because I'm, like, reading from a script and I keep screwing up the delivery or it's not good or so I keep recording it. And sometimes I'll get, like, a really, a really good one. And then at the time, like, my mom would, like, knock on the door. And because my microphone was so shit, it would just pick her up. And I was like, Mom, you're ruining my YouTube video. The Reddit people aren't going to upvote it. (laughs) But, you know, things have changed, dude. Things have changed. Times have changed. Circumstances have changed. Look at us now. We're we're pros now. Big league boys. Oh, my God. Uh, So, uh, Shit, I was, man, I just, <laughs> fuck, I had a great question, and then I started talking about myself, and I forgot it. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I do that daily. Yeah. I do it hourly. Happens a lot, dude. Happens a lot. It's kind of unfortunate. Um, oh, that's right. I was going to say, uh, I was talking about working with um, Eddie Burke, or Eddie Burback and that type of stuff. Um, with, say, like, because I met you at VidCon when we were uh, there last time, uh-huh. um, I was going to ask, like, meeting different youtube people do you kind of uh like i don't know like do you get a sense of inspiration from the other people who are there being around them because at least for me i know like meeting the other people there i was like man i would have never done this and this was like at an event and i could basically walk in and then accidentally meet all these people like is there a certain amount that you sort of get out of other people as far as what they're doing with their content or their success or, you know, their, their, I don't know, lifestyle or like you're saying, technical types of things, stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. And, um, uh, you know, I never, I never, well, here, I'll, I'll start with this. I'm all over the place. Sometimes it is so motivating to go to someplace like VidCon, or even if you're just going to like a YouTube office and you run into more people, because I think that when we're creating our own things, our own uh, our own self doubts and our problems and our shortcomings are so amplified, and we feel mm-hmm. like everyone's noting noticing it. Like God, I wish I I suck at this, and like this one wasn't as funny. But when you're in a room with with ten people that built themselves up, you know, and built a name for themselves, it, you can see like, oh my God, like there are real people behind that. Like I'm sure they have all their own problems too. It's very self motivating and reassuring in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think too, like it always kind of baffles me when I see people like on Twitter publicly doing this or like on videos saying that like, God, like I just, this community is so like toxic and shitty and stuff too. And I, like, I just, I don't get that for the most part. Cause especially like Eddie and I, we've been meeting so many more people in the last year since we moved out to LA. Um, and easily like 98% of the YouTubers that we've met have just been really pleasant, positive people. When you sit down with them and talk with them, like we Mm -hmm. have, we just don't have problems with people. Yeah. I think there's like a huge phenomenon too. Like, I think it was like Ninja who was saying this, you know, like for the amount of people that sort of hate on him, he was like, I just never see them in real life, you know? And I think even it's just the case that the amount of sort of negative comments and stuff you get, it's something that kind of exists just, you know, through the lens of someone sitting behind a monitor being able to say whatever they want. And in fact, like, you know, they're there watching your videos and taking the time to comment. Half those people, if they actually met you, they'd be like, oh my God, you know, like, you know, I really like your videos. Like, I was just joking when I said this. I didn't really mean it. I was just trying to da 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 da. And I've always found that too. Like, everyone's just really everyone generally speaking is just really nice and really positive oh totally yeah and that's it just baffles me like i specifically see it on twitter from time to time you know somebody that's a full-time youtuber will just say shit like you know this community sucks or like man youtubers are so shitty and stuff and i just it makes me feel bad for their experience because i i just say like oh shoot what 
what experiences have you had with people? Like, who are you meeting? Like Eddie and I are meeting dozens and dozens of new people and everyone is nice to us. Like Mm -hmm. why? You know, like people, you can tell too, because like, you know, especially when we got out here within the grand scope of YouTube shit, like we're still, we're really small in the grand YouTube scale. Like these are people that have nothing to gain from us and, or from, you know, being nice to us. And people are just nice because I think everyone understands what it takes to to really work your ass off and try to get to a full-time YouTube level. So we're just happy with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then say say related to that, how what, what's your type of uh, schedule like nowadays? Because especially, you know, you moved to L.A. recently, have some more projects that you're working on. Like from day to day, what are you doing when you sort of wake up? It's, it's such a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds like everyone it's, I've talked to says the same thing. So you're, I don't think that's out of the ordinary. It's a mess. And I never want to try to like disingenuously sell myself as something that I'm not. Like I have days where I am working my ass off. I get up early. I'm motivated. I'm, I'm having 10 phone calls. I'm sending emails. And then the next day, maybe I wake up at 1030 because I was drinking beer and playing Simpsons hit and run till four in the morning. Mm. And and I don't do shit that day and I hate myself and it's, it's a doldrum day. Maybe my video dropped off or I don't feel as proud about posting something. And like, it's, I wish that I had more regularity more than anything. And, you know, ironically too, it was such a struggle for me to get out of college and get out of that routine and stuff. And I was just so rejecting to that lifestyle. And since I moved out here, I appreciate the freedom and everything, but I'm, I have days sometimes where I'm like, God damn it. I wish I had some place that I had to show up to. I wish I had a deadline for mm-hmm. stuff. Self-motivation is so difficult. Sometimes. It, it's so true. I feel like it is a definitely like grass is always greener type phenomena. You know, like I, I've said to people before, like, you know, if, cause it's super easy to be like, Oh man, it's so good. You just get to wake up and make YouTube videos. And like, that's your whole life. You're so lucky. And it's like, obviously it is, you know, such a good, I mean, I'd, I'd much rather do this than anything else, but at the same time, it's kind of interesting. Cause sometimes, you know, you imagine when you're in school or you're working a job and you wake up, go to the nine to five and it's like, you clock in, uh, people tell you what to do and it, everything's very measured and you know, when you've done well, or you know, when you've done poorly and then at, you know, 5 PM you clock out and you can just never worry about work until the next day, depending what you're yeah. doing. Whereas like I say to people like, you know, uh, I can make my own schedule, but I'm also always working. In the sense that, you know, if I decide to go do something, I can probably do it at any time that I wanted, but I'm going to have to make up that time elsewhere. And, you know, if I have a shitty month or a shitty year, it's entirely my fault because of oh, how. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's like with what we do, too, it's different for each person, each YouTuber, each genre and stuff. Like it, you can't really truly step <laughs> away. And a lot of that thought is self-imposed. Like, man, I just can't take a break. But it's it's so shitty. Like you're trying to put out regular content and, and you just can't help it get sucked in. Like, Oh, if, is this video popping off on Twitter? Like, what are people saying about this new thing? Like, well, I got to track it on Reddit for the next week and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. It's just, it's hard to just be like, put down everything, step away, come back. And like, now I'm working again. You're kind of always subtly working to some extent. It's true. It's like, what, what part for you do you get the most sort of satisfaction from is it like getting a lot of views say getting like you know making more money having people be like haha that was a very funny video or you know say approval of certain communities from like say reddit as an example like what would you say for you is the biggest sort of uh, source of gratification from making making videos um i i love when well my favorite things to film are like more kind of character based things where mm-hmm. I am just, I'm being somebody, you know, I'm the, I'm the idiot guy on spring break. I'm the tough kid growing up, you know, I'm the mm-hmm. post office worker. 
And cause it's just, it's a stretch of time where I'll go out with, you know, my girlfriend, Sabrina or, or a buddy of mine that's just filming. Um, and it'll be like, okay, I just get to dick around for like two hours as this person just kind of think on the spot. It's, it's pure like improv what's coming to mind, what might be funny. Um, I, I love that part of it. And then I love going back home and just saying like, now I just get to scrub through the footage, cut together the best moments. Like mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the podcast is great as hell too, because half the time Eddie and I don't prepare for the podcast ever. <laughs> We're just saying like, Hey, you want to film a podcast that like, I don't know, maybe in two hours. And, yeah. Okay. I'll do that. And then we just sit down, we dick around, we have fun and people like it and they listen. So that's, it's so positive all around. Yeah. I think there's something great about that. Cause it's like, well, instead of, uh, you know, having a beer and shooting the shit in the kitchen, we'll just do it in the office with the microphones on. Uh huh. And yeah. that's as our set too for the podcast. Like we have a, a bigger open space in our apartment and our podcast walls. We bought some cubicle walls like from an office and they're on wheels. Mm-hmm. So we collapse the walls against one of our apartment walls. And when it's time, we just roll everything out. So we're literally 10 feet from the beer fridge, you know, just, just shooting the shit. Brilliant. The Genius. You could say. I love it. What What about you though? What's, what's your favorite part of the process? Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's difficult to say because there's like different parts that, I feel I get really focused on. So most of my videos are just centered around the the writing. You know, I'll write basically what's like an essay that's supposed to be, you know, funny, hopefully. And it, to me, like the most satisfaction comes out of like when you come up with a really good original joke or like when you're working on something and it goes from like kind of a loose, fragmented idea into something you know, more uh, complete. And you're just like, oh, shit, you know, like I've come up with something that no one's ever really said this way before. And to Uh me, like it's that usually after working at it for like, you know, a few hours in a day, it's like you might get a joke like that. You know, it's pretty rare. Like say something like one of my more popular videos, like is she into you or something like that? I might be like, man, I feel like, you know, the polish of the video isn't quite there, but I feel like the whole the whole joke was really well executed. And then, you know, more generally it's like oh i'll have one paragraph or one sentence i'm like i'm really really happy with this and then like you know i like the idea of someone being like oh you know they'll go repeat the joke somewhere else and be like oh that's from that casually explained video like that type of thing that's what Mm, i that's probably the part that i like the most but um of course you know it really feels good of course to make a video and then you know it, it just does really well in general and people really like it i think that's really i think that's probably the most that's that's the other most satisfying thing for me at least Oh, totally. Yeah. No, I, the way that you make your stuff too, that idea and concept stresses me out like crazy, like pouring over a script and saying, which parts are funny? How's the pacing going like that? Like Mm -hmm. that, I, I do that sometimes and it always stresses the shit out of me. Um, and and then I feel weird sometimes too, where, cause my favorite things to film and what I've been doing a lot more recently is like, you make fun of an idea or a concept. You kind of boil someone down. Like I mm-hmm. say, the tough kid growing up. And then you just sling lines off. Um, and then sometimes you have people that come in and are just like, dude, that line is so genius. And I'm just like, I didn't, I just was fucking around. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even remember saying that, you know? And like, it feels disingenuous when you get praised sometimes and when people give you credit for that kind of stuff. And I always feel like the way that you approach a video or people that write out the comedy scripts is so much more honorable or 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 talented i don't know how to put it but uh i think well i don't know about that exactly it's one of those things where like if you work on something repeatedly with several iterations it's like because you imagine like this you know writing uh two or three pages of stuff on a word document 
cutting it down to one and a half pages, rewriting another few pages, cutting it down, keep getting rid of, you know, the bad parts and rewriting the good parts, et cetera, et cetera. It's like every now and again, like you have these occasional like high highs, but man, like most of it looks like a fucking disaster. Like if you look at these scripts, it like most of them are just like a shitty high school essay with terrible grammar, terrible punctuation. Your ideas are so stupid. Like you're writing about a topic and you're just like, I don't know anything about this topic, but I have to make a video. What the fuck am I doing? And yeah. yeah. But anyway, sometimes you get there and you're just like, okay, this is solid. And then you release the video and no one watches it. And you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> another two and a half weeks or three, <laughs> whatever till like another one comes out. But uh, yeah. But, do you uh, yeah. ever like, do you feel that? Cause I specifically, I hate that I have that problem where like if you have a video that in your mind doesn't perform as well or that people don't seem to like as much, do you instantly just have the thought like, fuck, I got to put something else out right now to like fix this one, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I Sometimes I think that and if it happens too many times in a row, I'm like, well, time to go back and get an engineering degree or something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. Like I get really motivated whenever I release a video, whether it does well or poorly to make a video again because like if it does well i'm like oh shit i should do that again like what if i came out with a video in like four days i would if i would came out with a video every four days you would be the i'd be, be 90 million subscribers in, in yeah. no time and then like uh at the same time it's like if you get a video and it does really poorly relatively speaking you're like christ i just spent two weeks doing that like okay fuck and people are like, hmm not as good as usual and you're like yeah oh god like i show this fucking idiot like where <laughs> i'll show him and he's like hmm not not as many good good videos recently don't know if i should keep subscribing to this channel I'm like i'm gonna fucking show you i'm gonna make the best video ever made you fucking yeah. idiot yeah. but uh yeah i mean like that's part of it you know but it's weird because i think the truth is especially observing your channel over time you're like oh well it keeps doing better sort of you know month on month on month on month but still, when you have a video that performs relatively poorly to what you've been doing, it's like, well, this is the end. Oh, absolutely. And it I feel so embarrassed when I'm, I'm regularly able to step back and be like, what? The, shut up, Gus. Like, what are you so worried about? Um, but I built up, mm-hmm. like I said, like such an unhealthy schedule just time wise and especially just like sanity wise, too, where it's been five years. I haven't taken a week off in five years, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I'm personally taking time off from like creating shit, sometimes I'll, I have to stock up stuff, you know? So it's like, oh, I'm going on vacation for a week. Well, I need to make three videos this week and roll them out over the next month. So because my turnaround is so quick with all my stuff, like my days are the ups and downs are just the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows where I'll put something out and I'll be like, ah, shit. Well, I want to post tomorrow then and like fix it and do an even better one. And that'll show them. But it's like, Mm -hmm. no, no one cares. No one's being like, oh, I'm. I've got my finger over this unsubscribe button here, Gus. Like, you yeah. better hit me with some good shit as quick as possible. Well, that, I don't know. Yeah, I think the same thing. And it's like, I find it quite interesting because, like, I look at certain content creators and I find it almost inspiring. Like, someone like ProZD and, like, Critical. Like, in the way where, uh, like, say ProZD, like, he makes one funny 30-second relatable little sketch. And then he just has, like, 20 Asian food reviews. Yeah, <laughs> that no one watches, you know, like, well, way fewer people watch. And then like someone like critical, like talking to him, I was like, oh, well, like, how long does it take you to make a video? How much do you plan them? And he was like, plan and then just, you know, laughed and was like, oh, you know, most of my videos I make in two hours the day of. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, dude. Like, and he just like doesn't seem to give a shit. I was like, oh, your social blades. When I was on the podcast, uh, his podcast, I was like, man, you've been doing really well the last six months. You know, like, how has that affected you? And he's like, oh, have I? I haven't really looked. And I was like man like he he just i mean also he seems you know kind of depressed but <laughs> like at the same yeah. time it's just like man like i wish i could 
take that aspect from both of them where like someone like pro zd is just kind of like i'm gonna put out the videos that i want to make because i really give a shit about you know like the this anime and this the food reviews and then then i'm gonna make something funny that i you know give a shit about and then i'm just gonna go about my day and like i don't know if this is true but he just seems a little bit more relaxed about the content and just taking things as they come and i don't know like at least for me it, and it sounds like for you it's it's much more like okay shit like i i really care about how people receive the content and if I make something that's good, I'm like, OK, shit, I got to, you know, remember what I did and try to replicate, figure out what it is I did right. And if people don't like it, I'm like, OK, what did I do wrong? And I, you know, you kind of take it personally and want to just stay in and, and make it right, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. With somebody like Perosi D2, it uh, pretty much, at least from what I've seen, like all of his videos are just at his house too. Like for all we know, mm-hmm. maybe he's in just like full Zen mode, you know, just like, ah, oh, this is funny. Like maybe his stressors are super low. Cause whenever he makes one of those short videos, typically they're under a minute if it's a comedy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always pop off. And then it's so weird where he'll be like, uh, episode 605, like tasting Japanese ramen. <laughs> so you look at his upload stuff and it's, it'll be like 5 million views, 1 million views, 10,000 views. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Where like, like his ramen videos or stuff like there's there's nothing wrong with that clearly some people like it but the the balls on that guy those are such so algorithm true. poison you know what i mean it, no, like, really like hey front page two million views all right well here's a 20 minute video where i play a board game next god it's so true i mean like, I, I have so much respect to him for that me too he's just like well, yeah. i don't give a fuck i wanted to do a board game review like that's super cool i find it reassuring because it's like even when you see like five or six videos in a row they get like no viewer, viewers you're like oh he always bounces back when he comes up with something that people are used to watching you know uh-huh yeah so i find that reassuring at least because i always feel like oh shit you know this video's got this many views and the next one gets like 90 percent as many views and the next one gets 80 percent, and then 70 percent. and you're like man this is it this is uh, I, I finally yeah. yeah i feel so stupid i get into the doom and gloom mode so often with that kind of shit but mm-hmm. have you ever had like a video of yours like fully inexplicably tank though like like not even that people hate it but it's just like youtube fucked up didn't show anybody um no, I've had that on Facebook, but I've never had that on YouTube. Exactly. Have you have you had that experience? Absolutely. And and maybe I just notice it more again because I post so frequently, and like mm-hmm. I have such a like in a month, you know, if I'm putting if I'm putting up uh, eight to ten videos, I, I'm able to see if there's an outlier statistically. Right. Um. And that it's it's happened a handful of times to me. I, I think it's happened to a lot of people too. But I had one recently where it was my one big commentary video for the month, and it's my favorite commentary video I ever made. I mm-hmm. shot it with Eddie, and we made fun of this old blockbuster training video. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just I thought it was so funny, and everybody that saw it, the, like I got the most positive comments. The like ratio was fantastic. Like it was just everyone that saw it absolutely loved it. But for some reason. It was right in the pocket of like a really good stretch for me. And when I upload uploaded it that day, YouTube just fully shit the bed on it like mm. for for days. Like you can see, too, with the new uh, creator studio beta stuff behind the scenes after like the 36 hour mark, it had received. I think it said it was 45 percent lower than all of my other videos at that same after the 36 hour mark mm, like so, of my last 10 videos it was 45 percent lower so like you would say that's just an anomaly is is what you're yeah it's say, it's yeah. it's site-wide stuff and it was really reassuring i was able to look at a couple 
a couple of the other regular sketch uploader guys and even a few of the commentary people too. And and I can, you can publicly see their numbers and stuff and be like, Oh, mm-hmm. they uploaded yesterday. What's that video at? Oh, that one didn't perform as well. Just kind of logging it away to reference with your own data. But right. yeah, it, it was that same day, like a number of people, YouTube fucked up. They, they wrecked the subscription tab for that day. It didn't show up on people's homepages. Like they just weren't notified and that just sucks. So, uh, like, as a bit of a tangent, though, related to, say, those types of videos that are more like commentary videos, and we were just talking earlier how, you know, you've done a little, a little bit more of those types of things. Like, you know, you did one on PETA, but that was more of a joke. But you've, in the past, made videos that are just kind of like calling people out on shit, you know, that you think is important. Is there, so what's sort of the story behind starting to do that? Do you feel like, I mean, obviously you see it and you want to call it out, but has part of that come from having a more prominent platform or is it just content that you think you'd like to say that people would want to watch or need to know about? What's the approach with that? Well, it's a, it's a number of reasons. The first one that I really did, uh, I think was like last August or September, I did a big piece on how mobile game companies are the shittiest sponsors on all of YouTube. Mm. Um, and I was just tearing down like how, how, when I say shitty, I just mean when they come in and they tell you what they want or what they need. It's so unbearably like unrealistic with all of their requirements. Like, oh, you need to show like this enormous chunk of footage. Like you have to pretend like someone just came upon you when you were playing the game and pretend it's not an ad and stuff where like oh it just it's so out of the format of any other ad. Um and that's not knocking anybody that's done mobile game stuff too, but it's just, it's the companies I was shitting on. So I did, I did that initially. Sorry, you, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to, I was just going to agree with you. Like, I just find it bizarre when advertisers have demands that are like, okay, we want you to do this. And you're like, well, this, everyone who watches these videos is going to think this is really stupid. And they're like, no, they're not. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> like who makes the fucking videos? <laughs> you know, like, what, it, I was like, like, I was like what, what am I going to do? Am I going to just like be at my desk complaining about Chris Brown or something and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there, guys. Here's 45 seconds of age of whatever the fuck robots, you know, oh, <laughs> like, it's so unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, have you had good experiences with sponsors, too? Absolutely. That's mm. that's probably one of my least favorite parts of uh, my job. And I've been very fortunate now. In the last month, especially, like I've found somebody that full time now has taken over the negotiation, the figuring out all the details, stuff mm. behind the scenes, because it just it sucks more than anything. And and sponsor stuff, sometimes direct companies, most of the time, middleman companies that are facilitating deals are just some greedy motherfucking assholes that take advantage of people like complete crazy um mm-hmm. like i know that's uh i know that you may have a little bit of a background with uh certain multi-channel networks that we have the same background yep. with is that right uh, <laughs> had any that. have any good experiences with those guys Gus? well i tell you what um are we gonna do the name drop game or do you want me to not fudge up your current contracts at all or <laughs> oh yeah i don't think i have any contracts i think it'll be fine <laughs> you all can right. say what you well, want that's the thing too is like if if you're just talking at it through the lens of like MCNs like the multi-channel networks mm-hmm. um you'd be really hard pressed to find many if any MCNs that weren't to some degree pieces of shit to a lot of YouTubers like these companies are just fucking greedy they come in they take advantage of of ignorant YouTubers because truthfully almost every YouTuber at some point is ignorant you know, like, like, mm-hmm. we don't know. We're just learning shit online. And they, so they come in, they say, hey, we're going to help you out. How would you like access to a royalty free music library and all this content support? But we'll take 40 percent of your ads every month, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 
little kid Gus coming out of high school goes, "Oh, gee, I'm part of I'm part of a an MCN. Wow, Studio Seventy One. That's that's Rhett and Link's MCN. I could be on the same team as Rhett and Link. Wow, you know, and like everybody does it. Like they they stumble into these contracts and they just get fucked over mm-hmm. by these companies. I, I have to say, like half of my conversations at VidCon with some of the um, uh, animation YouTubers. They were kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm in part of this MCN and they haven't really done much to, you know, for me. But, you know, like I know I'm supposed to be part of one. And I just think it's like a strange, uh, like, you know, at least us having gone through it to some degree. Like unless people are coming to you and, you know, like unless it's like a, oh, fuck, yeah, this sounds like a great idea because they're proposing something that sounds, you know, really good. Then mm-hmm. it should definitely be a no, you know. Like I think the thing that's unfortunate is so many so many people fall into sort of management or agency traps without actually having a reason to do it. You know, it's not like people are going to make you know snap their fingers and you know more people watch your YouTube videos suddenly or you know your ad revenue doubles or that type of thing. It's it's not it's not actually possible. You know, absolutely. And the thing is. Again, I, I'm not even shitting on people that that go into them because I did it multiple times. Like people are inherently ignorant with the mm-hmm. YouTube stuff. It's, uh, but I can't think of any situation where somebody coming up on YouTube would benefit from signing on to an MCN. You don't need their stupid, shitty, royalty-free music library. YouTube has their own fucking website themselves with a with a brilliant royalty-free music library. Mm-hmm. You don't need somebody coming in finding ad stuff for you. From an MCN standpoint, because unless you're like the top five creators in an MCN, the people that they pitch to you in the emails like, hey, we represent Jake Paul, we represent Rhett and Link, unless you're their top five like big fish, they won't give a shit about you. They're not going to find you ad deals. They're not going to contact you for a week at a time sometimes like it's just a bad idea. So short answer for everybody. Don't sign with an MCN. It's a horrible idea. Yeah. And it's quite literally in a way like a like a pyramid scheme from the sense that if you have a, a network with 500 employees and 50,000 creators, it, it just mathematically doesn't make any sense. You can't be given any proper attention or time or benefits when the person who's an employee is managing 50 channels. You know, it's like what oh, what possible yeah. resources can you be getting if because, you know, what you're never going to be pitched as an individual. You'll be pitched as like a, a bundle, you know, like here, like you're, you're being treated as a commodity rather than an individual creator. Oh, that's so true. And these people in MCNs, they're such conniving sharks. They're so manipulative mm-hmm. and shitty. And truthfully, these companies, again, I, I do see a day when. Sometime, hopefully, in the next couple of years, if it's possible, I see a day when most, if not all, of these MCNs will just fall. Because honestly, as long as YouTubers keep coming to them and giving them work, that's the only way that they're making money. If we just go like, ah, fuck you. No, we're not working with you. Then they die. The companies die. Mm-hmm. Um, even somebody like, so again, I'll, <laughs> you don't have to die on this hill with me. I'll be vocal. Um, Do it. Studio, dude. <laughs> Studio 71 was the company that reached out to me. That was my first MCN. Um, and they were just incredibly unresponsive. Um, it, you know, you have, you kind of have your, for your personal network, uh, contact there. So you, so every time you're dealing with maybe the same guy, um, but they're not even fully to blame for all of the inadequacies with your experience stuff. I was signed with them for two years cause I signed on when I was super small and they repped me for two years and I had times right. I didn't, they wouldn't get back to me for weeks on end. I had times where um, 
like I had been doing sponsored stuff on my channel for like eight months. And then my fucking network rep reaches out to me like, Hey Gus, like I just wanted to see if you'd be interested in starting to do your first sponsorship on your channel. It's like, have you fucking been watching my channel? I've been doing <laughs> this for a year. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh no, dude. I got to, now it's like, Oh, dude, sorry, I, 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 oh, just, I'm, on a, I'm at the pulpit right now. <laughs> crush him, <laughs> dude. Time. Crush him. I'll bury these boys. Um, I had times where like, I, cause I was with him for two years and I was so vocal when I was left. I was just like, fuck you guys. Like I felt so mistreated and I know that I'm not the biggest deal. Like I'm a smaller fish on your scale, but it's like, dude, I've had times where I've been on YouTube trending like every week and you guys don't even know that I'm fucking uploading. Like, am I on no one's radar radar over there? Um, I was recently just last week. I, after being like a full fuck you leaving from studio 71, like a, mm -hmm. a number of months ago, I was reached out to from a new representative from studio 71 trying to re recruit me. And if this is any indication of how little loyalty they have, um, my last network manager, I'm not going to mention her name again. You never know how much is a single person's fault. It's the company at most, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, in his leading line to me to try to get me to come back, he said, by the way, we fired your last representative and named her by name and said, and believe me, her firing was a long time coming. It's like, you guys wow. are fucking cannibals. <laughs> that is so unprofessional. What a bunch of shitheads. Damn. Ugh. That's, I, I have to say, it reminds me of uh, what I find so fucking funny is when you get an email and it's just like, hi, casually. And I'm like, oh, you just you yeah. just fished my name out of a mass like targeted email. Like, I think yeah. the best ones is like because I didn't upload my uh, change my uh, URL for the longest time. I got these emails that are just like, it's like, hi, how's it going? HTTP colon forward slash www. And I was like, oh, no, it kind of made me sad, dude. <laughs> dude it's, it's so heartless. You I guarantee no matter what language you use, no matter how they try to butter you up, they don't. First of all, it's not even that they don't give a shit about you. They don't know who you are, even when they're talking to you on the phone. Like mm -hmm. Eddie shared this hilarious experience with me from like a year ago. He hopped on one of like a big network call um, with with one of the bigger MCNs or whatever, just to like hear what they had to say. Again, it was a while ago for him. Mm -hmm. um, and like it, he said, it was so clear the whole time that like the guy was just reading his name off a piece of paper. And the whole time they were calling him like Eddie Burback. I think they were calling him like Eddie Burbank or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like they did the whole call. Like you can't even get my goddamn name right. How do you think that I'm going to trust you for the next two years yep. when you take 40% of my shit? <sighs> Damn, dude. Think what you could be doing with all that extra revenue, man. You you be you be living in Santa Monica right now, not LA. Yeah, I'd be I'd be pissing champagne every morning. Ooh, the real lifestyle. Do you feel like uh, do, has your lifestyle changed much with like the the success of your channel? Do you feel? Um, I I I would say that my lifestyle's changed, but not in direct relation to the success of my channel. I mm -hmm. mean, monetarily, really, my only financial goal for the last five years that I've I've said to everybody, I said like, I, I, man, it would just be nice to be able to like go out to a restaurant or go out to a bar every once in a while and not have to think like, oh shit, do I have thirty four ninety five in my pocket? Mm. Like, you know, just that that kind of easy free thing where it's like, hey, maybe I'll go out to a restaurant once or twice a week and and I'll just go get like a nice burger and not have to worry. Oh, maybe I'm going out to a restaurant too much. So like, gotcha, dude. I I, I don't really have any big material goals eddie and i you know we got a gamecube and we drink bud light and play smash inside here like that's it that's all i want living really. the dream man living the that's dream it. 
I gotta say, like, I think that that's sort of the same thing for me, you know, like just being able to say, you know, you're, you're regardless of your career path, like making enough money that it's like you you don't have much to worry about. I think that's kind of the goal for that. And I've often kind of thought like, well, you know, what is the lifestyle that you're, you know, aiming for necessarily? And I was like kind of wondering, I was kind of curious, like for you, especially when you're saying the same sort of thing that I am about, you know, you make a video and it does poorly and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, and then you're like in anguish for the next, you know, the next 24 hours or you know, 48 hours or whatever. Like I was kind of thinking like, hmm, you know, what's the goal in terms of quality of life? You know, is there anything in particular you feel like, hmm, this is what this is what I'm going to use as a benchmark, whether it be like, oh, you know, I'm going to work really hard for the next six months. But then I want to kind of get in this live this type of schedule and this lifestyle or do do this type of thing or have this type of routine. And, you know, I think I'm going to be more happy or more content with that. Or do you think it's a mindset thing or where, how do you approach that? I I think it's a number of things. I think that, well, I mean, all behavior is learned to some extent, I I believe. Um, And I, I really credit uh, having a really, really good foundation from, in terms of like very supportive, kind, inclusive, forward thinking uh, parents and siblings growing up. Um, like I grew up in a very small town in Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have internet in my house till I was in high school. My parents never bought game consoles for us. Like my, my childhood growing up was like, I'm going to go outside and find an old piece of sidewalk chalk and invent a game this afternoon with my siblings. I'm going to read old soup stained Calvin and Hobbes books that I got at the thrift store. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I grew up. My family didn't grow up poor. We, we grew up very, very frugal. So we never wasted money on stuff. Maybe we went out and got $6 burgers twice a year. And that was like shockingly rich for us. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we're going to get burgers tonight. What? That's the one time this year. Uh, anyway, I, I'm rambling at this point, but um, no, that's great. No, I think that's a good to, it's nice I, knowing the background. I, I feel very blessed in the sense that I, for years i i've been it's been driven home that i need to appreciate the connections i have with other people appreciate mm-hmm. experiences and really devalue materialistic things and i and i'm very happy that i at least in my own mind i believe i haven't lost that trait yet and i hope i don't mm-hmm. sorry i was just thinking when you said that having a having a lamborghini in your garage Dude, I can't imagine. That's such a specific thing for YouTubers too. It's like mm-hmm. uh, that stresses me out seeing other people. You know, maybe like they got a blows up or something and then maybe they rake in like 80k in a month or two and they blow it all in like a lambo and i'm like dude what if the algorithm hates you a week from now you're up shit's creek yeah i gotta say like i I don't know if you're part of any of these but there's a um sort of a creator discord that uh i got invited to and there's a bunch of conversations of you know guys like furious pete and like mr beast and all these different guys like talking about youtube algorithm stuff and like how how to do your taxes (laughs) like shit like that and you're just like man like a lot of like there is such a broad base of approaches that people have i mean i'm sure this is the case through all careers and and lifestyles but some people are just like fuck dude like man i just really want this car so bad but like youtube i just haven't been performing like what title should i use what thumbnail should i use and then like other people are just kind of like man like i just want to be funny and relevant like i just want people to like me again and then other people are just kind of like really focused in on like the craft and like those are the people I like the best, you know, the people who just give really give a shit about getting good at whatever they're doing. But like there's such a broad spectrum of goals that people have and almost like value systems that are just completely different from person to person. And I don't know if it's like you're saying like it relates to how they're how they grew up or who they're around or that type of stuff, but it is very interesting seeing what drives different people. Yeah, I 
I, you know, yeah, that's so true. I, I fully agree with all that too. And, and to answer a question from a minute before you said like, um, am I part of any of those like big community discords or anything? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I get, uh, you sometimes every once in a while, someone will toss in a big, like Twitter DM group chat and everyone will be like doing bits in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which even those, like not even knocking the people that start those, not knocking the individual people in that kind of stuff. Like I just, I just hate it. I don't, I don't <laughs> like it. Mm-hmm. Not because of the people too, but because, you know, inevitably sometimes with some people, it becomes so money centric and business centric. And, and even if people are being fully forthright and saying maybe in a group chat, like, Hey, here's what you should do for the taxes and stuff. Like here's, here's some algorithm news that I thought, like, mm-hmm. I know, I know that I make calculated decisions um, for my videos and my posting schedule. And like, I, I, I know all my little tricks and stuff, but when it gets to the point where I'm just looking at things as a business, like I'm just going to feel so heartless with what I make. And I, I, I don't like that, but that's just for me. I'm not knocking people that, that get really, really involved in that kind of stuff. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel exactly the same way. And to me, like one of the most important things is like having your integrity to some degree like i think there's something to be said for if you make a video or you do whatever and people are like yeah this is bad this wasn't funny don't like you did that but i feel like as long as you're saying to yourself i have made a decision that i think is authentic and to the best of my ability like i feel like you can never feel guilty about that but if you're doing something you know for the money or for the business or that's deceptive or whatever like you know that shit i feel like haunts you you know Oh, totally. And again, I'm not, I'm not here just pitching myself as some saint, like I don't do things for the money. You know, Mm -hmm. like I make, I make decisions that, that benefit me financially. Um, definitely. And I've, I've been very forthright it for months, you know, on the podcast or talking and videos and stuff too. And one incentive, not the sole reason, but one incentive for pushing out some of these longer commentary videos, I try to do one, maybe two max every month is I finally have a spot where it makes sense to put a sponsor bit on there you know mm-hmm. i can i can talk about something that either is bothering me or something that i think is really funny like if i'm goofing around with eddie on the blockbuster video and and luckily you know bless blessed to me it's just fine community wise to be like oh i did this thing well i'm gonna put a i'm gonna put the sponsored ad at the end and people don't have a problem with that and it's totally fine and that is so helpful for so many youtubers and like i'm i'm pretty forthright with all the money stuff so that's that's mm-hmm. part of the decision making process there. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's something that you have to, you know, you have to do what you feel makes sense for you and, and that you're comfortable with. But, you know, you got to make a living at the same time. And I think there's a it's a fine line to walk. Like it's like that's what makes you good at what you do. It's like, you know, when's when's an opportunity where I think I can tastefully, um, you know, make revenue and when's an opportunity when I shouldn't. And how can I make content that people are going to like the most? And I think that whole thing is just a balancing act and getting it right is being a good creator fundamentally. Oh yeah, totally. Um, um I'm just, I'm just so lucky that I, my motivations are not like money based in terms of like how I carry myself or interact with people, but that, that's it. Yeah, totally. I, you know, I, I agree a hundred percent. I think that's a good place to, to sort of, um, come from. So I was going to, um, I think at this point, uh, there's a couple questions we had from um, our Casually Explained Discord that people asked before the chat that I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask you. Um, And then we're going to take some questions from the live chat, if you're good with that. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So um, there's just a couple I had here. There wasn't too many from the Discord that I'd feel like I didn't cover during the podcast, but... um, 
so Al, the chemist, says, um, uh, it's a two-part question, um, but uh, hey, Gus, are there any lesser-known YouTubers that you want to shout out? Um, also, uh, what's your opinion on YouTube's future, and will creators jump ship anytime soon? I like everything about this first thing. First of all, Al, the chemist, goddamn great name. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, some smaller YouTubers I want to shout out. Absolutely. I bless you, Al, the chemist bless anybody that likes talking about that stuff. Like I, for every big YouTuber, you know, there's two people that you don't know yet, but that could be hugely, hugely Mm -hmm. parts of their, of your entertainment for the next few years. Um, let me see here. I got my YouTube popped up Uh, for a long time. One of my favorite channels has been bridge Stewart. Do you know bridge Stewart Mm, at all? No, I don't. I'll look them up right now though. My, my God, bridge Stewart is this, it's this, uh, dude, I think he just does stuff himself for the most part, but he has some of the most funny original sketches and ideas ever. So goddamn man, funny. this is a small channel too, like 13 K. Oh yeah. yeah. I got him on my sidebar on my channel. <laughs> that just sounded like I was stroking myself off there. Like I'm really just <laughs> doing my part. No, he's so funny. And his comedy is really in line with kind of what I do sometimes. So if you like my stuff at all, please go check out bridge Stewart. Yeah. That seems um, like a great suggestion. I, I really love Nate Bernot or Berno. I don't know how to pronounce mm. it, but he, he uploads a couple times a year and his shit is just so weird and funny. Uh, like kind of character, character kind of stuff. Um, uh, Sad World is great. Super funny. Do you know Sad World at no, all? No, I don't. Honestly, I'm just, Jesus. I, I'm so um, out of the loop, dude. I, oh, hang on. I'm playing it through the thing. Okay. Yeah, this looks interesting. This looks like deep fried yeah. memes type stuff, dude. It's great. It's uh, I think it's run by Noah Monk, um, and some people might know him as uh, the guy that played Gibby on iCarly. Mm, <laughs> um, really? This yeah, Noah Monk is so hilarious, and the the channel is like just this perfect little like weird mindfuck Adult Swim comedy kind of stuff. It's really good. Damn. All right, those are some good suggestions. I feel like I'm gonna have to uh, <laughs> subscribe well, to these. God, again. what the fuck? I'm just looking at a bit of a preview on this. Okay, yeah, that's pretty wild. Man, I feel like, how do you find these channels? I don't know. People people suggest them sometimes or like every once in a while, seeing my Twitter mentions be like, hey, man, like you should check out this guy. I think he's in line with your comedy. And every once in a while I see it and I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, that that's super funny. Damn. All right. Well, that's fair enough. Um, people haven't suggested. To, people are just like to me, like, hey, do you know Sam Onella? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that is Sam Onella. Oh, he's basically we, we make pretty similar content, but he has a uh, sort of like history videos that are, you know, kind of satirical and, you know, like ms paint drawn type stuff but he's, yeah. he's good he's good to check out um okay so the other question oh yeah was there a part two to that um oh yeah yeah there was right uh what's your opinion on youtube's future will creators jump ship anytime soon i don't know nobody knows for sure i seriously doubt anyone's gonna jump ship anytime soon There's yeah just like where no would you jump other yeah where the fuck are you gonna jump yeah. everyone's quick to say twitch and that works sometimes for some people for some genres but there's just i mean it's goddamn google people like mm-hmm. <laughs> where am i gonna go vimeo porn and make hub, two dude. cents a year a oh, porn hub there you go yep. that's it yep got him but yeah, <laughs> yeah, where's, the, got where's him. the collaboration uh <laughs> yeah i gotta say like that's the thing i mean people always really eager to talk mad shit about youtube but it's one of those things where the fundamentals of youtube are just so rock solid that Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff you know it's like oh you know like there's these big advertisement scandals or you know uh that type of stuff and we have to pull monetization and yeah that stuff's really bad but like there are millions of views for certain creators there's at least you're making money like there's nowhere you could go and 
even dream of making a living anywhere else. Plus, uh, there's a lot of stuff that YouTube does that's just rock solid. You know, like the the you make good content and people see it consistently. You have subscribers. The analytics are really good. Search feature is really good. I think that's underrated. Like having a Google integrated search system into YouTube, you can find content that you want to find so fast. Uh, and just having that pre-existing library, and it's just I, I can't imagine anyone competing with it in the remote future. You know, so as much as people like to talk shit and you'd hope that youtube gets their act together and fixes the stuff that's glaringly wrong like can't complain really oh absolutely and it's it's so popular and people aren't complaining about youtube because it's popular to do so like most of the time it's genuinely like like what the fuck youtube fix this this is a big problem but most of the time like youtube does the right stuff as a Mm -hmm. company and as features and shit at least to our knowledge i don't know it's fine (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they get there eventually. They have some pretty dumb shit. Like, do you remember, like, like YouTube Rewind? But also, like, uh, have you seen, do you remember when, like, YouTube Heroes was a thing? Oh, yeah, what a joke. I I I don't (laughs) get, I feel like every month or two, like, their PR people come out and they're just like, hey, look at this decision we made. And it's just like, are you people living under a goddamn rock? Like, who made this decision? God, yeah. Well, there was a, well, even beyond that, like, for a while I was thinking about doing, like, oh, maybe I'll do a face reveal. Maybe I'll make some content real life that's, you know, sort of, like, videos that you might make or ProZD might make. And one of the videos that I was thinking of doing was, like, uh, uh, taking the YouTube Creator Academy in order to learn how to make videos. Because, like, I don't know if you've ever taken those, but they're just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're just like when you're uploading a video make sure that the file size does not exceed the maximum allowable file size if this <laughs> is the case it will let you know that the file is too big and then you're like okay and it's like congratulations you've completed lesson one <laughs> and you're like oh shit dude i'm almost there dude i'm 10 steps away from being pewdiepie <laughs> that's a funny idea yeah, it's I not can't bad, wait dude. To take that. Yeah, dude, I got a ton, dude. <laughs> we can we can talk about this off off podcast, dude. I have I have uh-huh. tons of great ideas, dude. <laughs> Where's oh, that collab? Yeah. Well, when I'm on your podcast, we can go make some, make some videos, dude. Absolutely, come on down here, Canadian lad. Damn, wild. <laughs> Going to the big city, <laughs> making my LA dream come true. All We've right, so uh, if there's anyone in the chat who would like to ask a question, feel free uh, to do so. But um, Maybe everyone just left the stream on and fell asleep. So, oh, shoot. It's good ASMR, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I got to say, I, <laughs> yeah, pretty, a lot of people say that, so at least at least we have that going for us. Thank God. Um, all right, well, also, if you, I don't know if you have the chat open right now, but if there's anything that you see, you can uh, feel free to answer it, but I'll scan through. Oh, yeah, let me pop it open. I was afraid it would tank my internet, but it's been pretty smooth so yeah, far. Yeah, I think it's been going fine. Are you just casually explained on Twitch? Uh, I am, yeah. Hey. I am so, like... uh, Oh, I'm hearing myself. I'm getting... uh, I gotta mute. Uh, That sickening thing where is that slight latency. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the radio. Um, The radio reverb. (laughs) I'm so illiterate with with, uh, Twitch stuff. Um, But, okay, yeah, and I, I got the... I got the chat popped up here. All right, well, let's start with this one. What is your favorite YouTube haiku? that i've made or ever i just say ever i think ever it's a good question i talk about myself too much um no it's good it's, it's the podcast is about you it's all good dude i i love nan's scooter is so good the shortened <laughs> supercut version of that is what happens is, in that one it's just like 
I almost don't even want to spoil it. The this intro is like these these two UK lads got their their older grandma a scooter and she seems to be really touched and then it ends unexpectedly and it's fucking hilarious. Okay, but I add that to my my many things that I'm going to have to take a look at. I feel like I must have seen it, dude. If it's on YouTube Haiku. Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, so Giraffster says, um I don't know if you're ready for this one, but what's the most existential question you can think of and ask it to yourself? Oh is oh that hurts <laughs> is if i died tomorrow how many people would remember me in 10 years and how many people would care about me in 10 years hmm. does that does that, that does that prey on your conscience i th- well i mean it used to a lot more i think when i was growing up especially one of my biggest fears was the fear of being forgotten and Mm. i didn't really know exactly what the definition of that was in my own mind but just the idea that like hey gus you're gonna maybe die a week from now and then in 20 years who even knew that you existed you know like that freaked me out like did my life here mean nothing i know that i still don't mean nothing i'm a statistic on the earth but like Mm. I don't know. You got you, it gets in your head. That used to kind of freak me out when I was younger, but it, I'm better. I feel like that stems from like, you know, your mom forgetting about you in the grocery store. And then you go on a field trip and like you get go there on the school bus and then the bus goes back to school without you on it. And then like it just as you grow up, you're like, man, what if what if I just get left behind by everyone? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That's interesting. I think a lot of people are, are uh, think about that, like the the sort of legacy that you leave behind. I think that's like a pretty relevant motivator for a lot of people. It's a motivator and it, it can be damaging too. It's I think it's about finding a balance between that. I feel like well, one trick you could do is just, just live forever. See, I've been trying. It's been yeah. going extremely well for 23 years too, I might add. That's pretty respectable. Have you heard about those um, people like uh, taking blood transfusions from young people and it's supposed to increase your longevity? Or is that a vampire? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I think something like that. <laughs> You have to extract it manually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just coat coat it on your skin and then absorb it through osmosis. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Let's see. What other questions do we have? Um, I got a little, I got a little tiny one here. That's a very common one, but it's a, it's a quick one from a a Tom Mitch 3000 says, Mm -hmm. who do you main in smash? Oh, the perfect question. Yeah. The perfect question. Um, My short list of three is probably Samus. And I like Meta Knight a lot. Jesus <laughs> and, Christ, Gus! Hey, come <laughs> on, that side fuck? B, man. It's it's debilitating. Do you also anyone. do you also play with a Wii mode and a nunchuck? Hey, ha, just the nunchuck, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you have the best mobility, but you can't you can't attack back. That's that's true. Um, yeah, I like Samus. I like Meta Knight. I like Toon Link. Well, that's a that's a that's a stylish choice. I respect that one. Yeah, that's that's not too bad. Yep. I'm very good. Is that in ultimate or melee or a that's brawl an, or anything? That's in ultimate. I just recently both got goodish at at uh, Smash Bros and actually started liking it because I felt like ever since I was in kindergarten, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. People wanted to play Smash. I was like, fuck you guys. I'm just button mashing for two hours and I lose every game. I don't get it. I hate it. Yep. But uh, now, so now you're finally, finally getting yeah, the hang just, of it? I just accidentally got the hang of it for no reason dude it's so, such a it's good fun. game man it's so good so so yeah. so deep dude so deep i play yeah. i play ganon who's the best character okay <laughs> yep just so you know <laughs> uh now i know all right let me see uh did you ever think that you would move far away from home while you were growing up um 
I wanted I thought I wanted to when I was super young. You know, everyone thinks when you're super young and you're just a kid, they're like, oh, I'm just going to live with my parents. Like, why would I move out? Like, you guys are the bomb. You know, hopefully you thought your parents were the bomb. Hold up. Um, <laughs> what, what age are we talking about? I'm talking about like four, you know. Oh, yeah. Very true. <laughs> very true. Um, and then into like junior high and freshman year of college. But no, I was I was uh, I always knew that I wanted to do something with like acting or movies or YouTube or something like that. So I assumed I would probably be going to California for a while. Jesus. And that here you are. Well, and there you are. Here I am, boys. I'm in my undies sipping rosé. I made Ooh, it. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's really what the A-list celebrities do, too. So you probably you're pretty fucking set. Thank God. Damn. I wish that were me. Said here I am in hey. Canada. Come on down. We got lots of space in the main room. You can sleep on one of the uh, podcast slabs. <laughs> not, dude. If we're not sharing a bed, why am I? Why am I That's even coming point. down, dude? I don't go anywhere anymore I, unless I, I share beds. I, I'm not, if I'm not in between Eddie Burback and Gus Johnson, then why am I? Why am I in LA? <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. I think we've just about done it, Mister Gus, Mister Johnson. Okay. Um. Oh, this is an interesting question. Though. What are some differences you see between new and old YouTubers from Jazzy Spinal Fusion? And uh, I feel like in terms of the content they make and then also like them as people, if you've met them, I, I'm just adding that bit on myself. Hmm. Now, when you say new and old YouTubers, do you mean older in age or like new and old in, in re- response to like I think when their channel was made on. yeah exactly I think you know you take like your Nigahigas your Smosh or that type of stuff mm-hmm. your maybe even Philip DeFranco and, and compare that to say like your new school type channels I have noticed sometimes <clears throat> not not most of the time even but sometimes with some channels that have been along for a long time if they've maybe evolved to the more company uh, stage or it's just some some guy or group of people that's been doing it for a while sometimes i notice that people seem a little burned out on the process that mm-hmm. spark and that fun isn't there as much anymore milestones don't really mean a lot mm-hmm. uh, to these kind of people and i don't blame them at all you know it it's sometimes it's hard if you if you had something that popped off for you 10 years ago and it's still doing well maybe you'd still don't want to do it but that's what's working for you you know I, mm-hmm. so i don't know do you, do you ever like consider for yourself like if there was a certain point where your viewership started to drop off or you lost interest in doing what you're doing what you would try to transition towards well i would absolutely like if youtube wasn't fun anymore i would absolutely stop doing it like mm-hmm. i i don't see that happening in a while and again i'm not just trying to be some like artist here we're like oh my integrity like i only do it because it's fun you know but if it's like five years from now and i and i don't have fun with it and i feel like i'm just phoning it in like i'd stop i'd try something else mm-hmm. um is there is there anything like that that you have as like a hobby or interest that kind of fills any of that niche for you um in terms of like creative stuff i, I don't know i like music stuff on the side i don't really publish anything anywhere so i've always enjoyed that is that like by yourself or do you have a group of people you make music with I used to religiously make uh, music with my childhood best friend, Joe Dumas, who has produced a number of like stuff that I've put out publicly. And like I, Joe's a fucking musical genius. I, I, I have so much fun doing stuff with him and I just haven't been as close to him in the last couple of years just because mm. physically we've been apart so much. But gotcha. I would love to do that again more, you know, make a little studio album. Could, could you ever imagine doing something like, say, uh, like, say what Joji or Filthy Frank or um, Bo Burnham has done, like the transition into like, you know, musical theater or music in general or making a movie? I would definitely be more interested in 
doing more of a Bo Burnham route. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I would pull a Joji because uh, not knocking it at all. Joji's shit is so good, you know, mm-hmm. but who he is as a person publicly portrayed is so different than, you know, a few years ago as the filthy Frank stuff. Um, I, what a, I, that's, that makes me so happy seeing that enormous success story for him. Like that's a huge risk to be like, ah, I'm kind of put behind everything else. Like I'm going to go in this distinctly different direction. Like it's clearly working. It's clearly paying off. I know he's going to be an enormous star, you know, it, but I, I would like to, to keep the fun in it. Um, in terms of like the lightheartedness. And, and I think that Bo's trajectory seems more in line with what I'd love to be doing in the future. Yeah. I think it's a very like almost inspirational pathway that he's sort of gone down as far as, you know, transitioning from YouTube to a mainstream sort of thing from, from years past. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think with that, we'll probably um, close out the podcast. Um, uh, by the way, do you have any uh, plans for celebrating a million subscribers? I, I have a, I know what I'm going to make for- and it's no big blowout thing. It's going to be a really, in my mind, I, I think it's going to be a more like down to earth kind of heartfelt detailing kind of some journey stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like such a shithead pat myself on the back kind of thing to say, but it is coming up quicker than I had expected and mm-hmm. I have not made it yet. And I'm getting stressed that I will maybe hit it before like I'm able to create the video for it, but yeah, you'll be we'll good, see. dude. I was thinking of, uh, I think, I think, I feel like even if you're at two million subscribers by the time it comes out, that just makes it funnier. Yeah, I think you'd be so, set, dude. <laughs> exactly. So if you're listening right now, please, for God, do not subscribe to me. I will be very pissed, and I will cyberbully you. <laughs> I think this is like the like this is going to backfire on you, where uh, everyone just unsubscribes and you never get to a million. You just yeah. have the video in the back pocket and unreleased forever. That's what you got to do. Oh, God. Well, anyway, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Gus Johnson, for coming on to the podcast. I think we'll probably close it out now. But uh, really appreciate getting to talk to you and uh, coming uh, coming on here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. This is genuinely probably the most fun I've had on a guest podcast ever. I, I truly mean that. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much. And by the way, I guess, is there anything? Well, first of all, go check out Gus Johnson on uh, his YouTube channel, but do not subscribe. Yes, please. Yeah, please do not subscribe. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to uh, to plug? Um, yeah, if you want to listen to the Gus and Eddie podcast, it's it's me and Eddie Burback. New episodes every Friday. We're fucking around. We're opening mail. We're talking about beating the shit out of fourth graders. It's a lovely, unstructured time. Uh, and, uh, I think that's a great recommendation. I was listening to it a little bit, um, before, uh, before doing this. And I thought it was really funny because I think your most recent one, again, I've already said it, but, uh, your, your little thing with comedy central, like I was, I, I looked it up earlier and I was like, Oh, I'm going to look at Gus Johnson's comedy central so I can com- comment on it. And then it was like not available in Canada. And I was like, Oh, I'll tell him that it's not available in Canada. And then I watched the podcast and you're like, fucking everyone is saying it's not available in Canada. Like I know dude. Like, yeah. like, on, it's like, do, like, do you God. not see the other people telling me this too? <laughs> like I, I am aware. I didn't know it was going to be the case, but I know. Oof. Well, uh, anyway, with that, um, Thank you again, uh, Gus, for coming on. And uh, this podcast is available on the uh, Super Secret Future channel, um, Staying In podcast on YouTube, um, and it should be available in all countries. So uh, (laughs) thank you again for coming on and uh, everyone in the the chat, too. See you, everybody. See you, guys.